This is The Morning Press, a BrainIron.com production. Here's 11 minutes or so of news for today, Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race to become the Republican nominee for president on Sunday, leaving former governor of South Carolina Nikki Haley as the lone remaining challenger to former President Donald Trump ahead of the New Hampshire primary tomorrow night. DeSantis endorsed Trump in a video posted online, in which he said, quote, Trump has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents, end quote. Trump announced shortly thereafter that he was honored to receive the endorsement and that he would be retiring his preferred nickname for the Florida governor, whom he often referred to as Ron DeSanctimonious throughout the last year of campaigning, a moniker he settled on after also considering Meatball Ron, Tiny D, or simply Rob. DeSantis, whom Trump has suggested is a possibly homosexual pedophile, acknowledged that he has had his differences with Trump, but was nonetheless cheerful in his endorsement, citing Trump's superiority to incumbent Joe Biden. A brief editorial aside— I don't think it's great to psychoanalyze public figures or anyone else you don't know and can't really know, or even anyone you do know, for that matter. That's not your job, weirdo. But we can't let prudence about such things stop us from noticing the obvious amusing incongruities of life, like a politician who walks around with big old chunky heels on the back of his shoes to appear taller also having so little self-regard as to cheerfully endorse a man who was utterly merciless and cruel and personally insulting to him over the last few months. What appears to be a contradiction is, of course, just a symptom of the same problem, that DeSantis appears to struggle with his self-conception and perhaps his self-esteem. It's always easy to say it once the possibility is foreclosed upon, but Come on, this guy was never going to be the president, and it should have been obvious the first time he opened his mouth on camera, and certainly by the hundredth, when he wasn't able to get any better at it over the course of a year. DeSantis and his affiliated political action committee spent at least $53 million to win about 20% of the caucus votes in Iowa, or 23,420 supporters. That means that of the people who were eligible to vote for him, over 750,000 registered Republicans in Iowa, DeSantis convinced 3% of them to come out on a cold night in January and vote for him. Watching DeSantis on stage trying to smile, trying to appear like a normal human being while talking to a voter or a child, trying to play the tough guy in front of the media, it's easy to understand the lack of enthusiasm. It always rang false or forced, like he wasn't even sure how he was supposed to present. In comparison to the practiced natural ease of Haley and the all-time unassailable bombast and galactic, unencumbered, bullying swagger of Trump, who, whatever else there is to say about him, knows who he is in front of a crowd, DeSantis always looked and sounded like he was pretending to be something he never really was. We the rabble, may be uninformed and kind of stupid, but we always know when someone doesn't believe their own sales pitch. And that's why DeSantis never stood a chance. He never for a second seemed to think he was actually up to the task. 
one thing that unites a lot of failed presidential candidates and is utterly absent from at least the public presentation of the winners is self-doubt. A healthy understanding of one's limits is a virtue in a human being. But we're not trying to elect a human being. Better luck next time, Rob. Two U.S. Navy SEALs have been declared dead ten days after they went missing during a raid on a boat in the Gulf of Aden off the coast of Somalia. The intercepted boat was carrying Iranian-made missile components bound for the Houthis in Yemen. The nighttime operation took place amidst rough waters, with eight-foot swells that knocked one SEAL commando overboard as the team attempted to board the weapons-bearing vessel. Following protocol, a second SEAL immediately dove into the water in an attempt to recover the first, and neither has been seen since. U.S. Central Command has announced that the search for the bodies will continue as a recovery operation, rather than a search and rescue. Sunoco, the Dallas-based fuels distribution company that provides gasoline to more than 5,000 gas stations in 30 U.S. states and Canada, will acquire fuel storage and pipeline operator New Star Energy for about $7.3 billion in a bid to expand beyond its core business of gasoline distribution. Sunoco wants a vertically integrated energy company with oil exploration, extraction, and refinery capabilities, began divesting its non-distribution assets in the 1980s, culminating with the sale of their last refinery in 2012. Sunoco is wholly owned by pipeline transport concern Energy Transfer. In even briefer news, Elon Musk visited the Auschwitz Nazi death camp in Poland on Monday in an apparent attempt to make up for some bad tweets he did a couple of months ago. A California woman rolled a shopping cart full of 65 Stanley water bottles, valued at over $2,500, out of a store without paying for them and was arrested after police spotted her pulling onto the highway and pulled her over. And Sports Illustrated, which once boasted a weekly circulation of 3.5 million and was a ubiquitous presence on newsstands and waiting rooms all over the country, told employees on Friday that most of them would be laid off as the company that owns the SI brand tries to figure out a more profitable way of operating the publication. The apparent imminent shuttering of Sports Illustrated highlights much broader ills in the news publishing world, as publications like Pitchfork, BuzzFeed News, Vice, Vox, The Los Angeles Times, The Washington Post, and NPR have all contributed to the media industry shedding at least 20,000 jobs in the past year. In sports, the NFL playoffs field has been winnowed down to four teams, with the AFC and NFC championship games set for this Sunday to determine who will advance to Super Bowl 58, scheduled for February 11th. Both games will be played this Sunday, with the first at 3 p.m., featuring the Kansas City Chiefs traveling as three-point underdogs to the Baltimore Ravens, with a 6.30 kick set for the Detroit Lions playing in San Francisco against the seven-point favorite 49ers. On this day in history, January 22, 1973, the Supreme Court issued its decision in Roe v. Wade, a controversial ruling that established that women enjoyed, under the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, a right to privacy that included the right to an abortion. The 7-2 decision would stand until June of 2022, when it was overturned by Dobbs v. Jackson, a ruling that effectively returned to the states the power to make and enforce their own abortion laws. Now, here's a look at the weather. On Friday, 
The weather was all about somewhat apprehensively imagining the infinite sea of content that the machines are about to unleash on us, whether we like it or not. Today, news comes out that an AI-assisted voice fake of President Joe Biden went out to New Hampshire voters in a robocall seemingly designed to keep turnout low in tomorrow's New Hampshire primary. This sort of politically weaponized fake phone call is a mere glimpse into the possible a tiny example of the problem that does not account for the fact that we all carry around in our pockets a portal to the world that we fully believe helps us see reality better, but fundamentally does the opposite. The problem is already here, and that's after a generation of something like platform neutrality, in which we were tasked with seeking out an understanding of the world that made sense to us. Just wait until the hungry algorithm realizes it doesn't need to seek out information to hold our attention, when it can just as easily create it from whole cloth, and we'll never know the difference. Worst of all, many of us won't even care to know the difference. That's the weather from here. How's it look out your window? The Morning Press is a production of the BrainIron.com multinational media empire. Please direct comments and complaints to brainironpodcast at gmail.com. For a transcript of today's episode and links to the stories referenced, find The Morning Press at brainiron.substack.com, where, if you would like to support this and the other podcasting and blogging endeavors of the BrainIron.com media empire, you can also become a paying subscriber. If you can think of anyone else who might enjoy what we're up to around here, please consider sharing. Also, sorry for the late dispatch. Can't say it won't happen again, but we are striving to do better in the future. Thanks, and barring the sudden onset of the inevitable, we'll talk to you tomorrow. The proceeding was created with 100% human content.